Hey everyone, this is the One Recovery Radio Network. We are the Big Things by Nine podcast. Hope everyone is well. You're doing great on our end. Today is Friday, June 18th, 2021. And tonight we have uh, season two, our uh, grand finale. So we'll be uh, right back with that. Hey guys, Keith here. Just wanted to uh, give a shout out to our friends over at Lavender Lions Bath and Body. Uh, they make incredible uh, soaps. They do men's shower gels. Uh, their bubble parfaits have been a huge hit. And uh, they make great gifts for your girlfriend, your mom, uh, you name it. And they're also uh, good for showers uh, and weddings. So uh, their website, LavenderLionsBathAndBody.com. LavenderLionsBathAndBody.com. Com. Check them out, and I think you'll be pretty pleased with it. This is the Big Things by Nine podcast. My name is Keith. Hello, Andrew. How are you, bud? Good. How are you doing, Keith? Doing fine. Good to see you. You're looking pretty fly for a white guy, as usual. You know it. <laughs> you never disappoint. No. If that's what you're into, I don't know. But um, <laughs> anyway, this yeah. is this is episode 21 uh, of season two, and uh, so this will be our final episode. So uh, we're going to try and make this one count. Um, all right. Let's start off. I got a few questions I wanted to kind of start off with. Uh, let's go to uh, Paul from Ogden. Why is it that most people in addiction continue to smoke cigarettes? Or people in recovery continue to smoke cigarettes? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I, I guess I can answer. I, I used to smoke. I no longer do yeah. smoke. Uh, I quit uh, back in January when I was told I had to uh, for my surgery. Um, nicotine causes infection, and infections aren't any good. So, um, I don't know. We... You call it like a, it's like, like a cross addiction. Stress. It's a cross addiction, you know? Yeah. You can't get your dope, so you're just sucking down cigarettes, you know? Right. Um, and it's a, it's, it helps out it's such for a, us addicts. It's such an awful habit, though. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. I'm about, I'm about ready to quit. Yeah, it's, it's disgusting, and, like, you don't realize, like, until you quit, like, how bad that shit actually, like, <laughs> it makes you stink. Oh, yeah. It's it awful. Your clothes, everything. Yep. Right. All right. No one wants to kiss you or anything like that. Um, the next question we have is Margo from the North Shore. The North Shore is a Louisiana thing. Oh, okay. And this is my mom. Yeah. Uh, All right. What additional challenges, if any, do women face in recovery as opposed to men? Uh, that, that's a good question, you know, because it it's, is. I think women, in a way, struggle a little bit more because it's they they've gone through more experiences that they consider traumatic you know but when when we wouldn't you know and right um a, a lot of women when they're in recovery especially the ones that don't have a guy with them they do whatever they can to to get 
to get their dope. And yes, I think yeah. that really... It helps to have a woman with you when you're on the streets panhandling and stuff. Shoot, you man, know? you're telling me. Yeah, but you get um, more money that way. I, I, but I think like the problem with with a lot of women that fly solo, they they have to do things they don't want to make you know to make their money to buy their dope. Right. And I think like women really struggle with that when they get sober because that's pretty traumatic. You know, I, I mean, I wouldn't know a guy, but. Yeah. Just looking back, you know, it, it, a lot of the girls that I knew out there and, and a lot of the things that they did, um, I, I totally get it. You know, the, the struggle's real. Yes. You know? And um, I've always, I mean, you, you know me for a while, and you know, I've always had yeah. a soft spot in heart for women, you know, and right. having to see what they go through and, and people that, I, I get really defensive when people dog women for what they used to do to get their drugs because people who, who are going to dog that, they don't know what that girl's been through. And it's always just like stepping in a soft spot for me and just like you've seen it, dude. Yeah. They'll do anything, dude. I mean Oh yeah. Take it take it. I'm not gonna sell themselves to go you know, I've seen it. They do yeah. Yeah. Got first hand, man. You know, I don't for people living outside of Salt Lake, just to kinda give you uh Andrew, you wanna kinda explain to everybody like the whole concept of the block and how that worked? Yeah. You wanna kinda let everybody kinda know how that went? So the block, the one-stop shop, shop store on, on the, the block. block. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Um, yeah. The block was an interesting place to be. A lot of people told me that I should not really be down there. That not I deserve, you know, I guess better. And mm-hmm. so, but I kept going down there because for some reason it was like... It sucks you in. It's yeah, part, it, it does. It's, it's part of the life, you know? I tried to I tried to stay away from there as much as possible. Um, yeah, me too. Well, when the cops were around, I was really paranoid. Or because you? yeah, because you know to get you you'll get busted. And it's really it was really heated down there. It was really heated. I yeah, mean, you I, had the UHP, you had it, Salt Lake, you had. I got I got picked up. I was fine. I didn't have any issues with cops or anything. Until yeah. I started going the block because it, there's so much money to be made so quick there. Oh yeah, it's a risky take, but if you can get away with it, you're you're sitting pretty. But right, I mean, it didn't take me long. Once I got down there, me and me and Danny were, were hit. You know, yeah. we, we we had our run, and there was there was a team of three of us, and um, they picked up two of us, me and Danny. But um, it's just a a very dark, doom and gloomish place. I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's as bad as you, like Skid Row and stuff in like Los Angeles are, but no. the block, it's, I mean, I never carried anything more than a knife. Yeah, I, I traded my knives for... Yeah. Dope. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. People would buy them and they, they, they'd uh, make them sharper. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. But I mean, not just like... The drugs, I mean, there was so much other stuff, like people selling lighters. Right. Knives. Hair clippers. Pipes. Remember the girl that used to have the briefcase of all the glass? Yeah. Have all the crack pipes uh-huh. and meth pipes. Yeah. And you go to the store and trade your pipe for a note. Fuck, man. Yeah, everything. Oh, man, that's so... Yeah. Just the whole concept of it, I, I, I think it's one of those things, like, no matter what we say, people are going to think, yeah, yeah, yada, 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 same old shit. It's not... You know, I, I come from Southeast Louisiana, you know, been around, you know, New Orleans a good bit. Um, 
And in New Orleans, you know, how the drug trade's set up, it's, you go to the lower ninth or you go to the seventh ward. I mean, that's where you go buy your heroin. And, you know, and it's all blacks that you buy yeah. from there. You and know? you never, they say never trust black guy yeah that's what they but, say and it's so funny because but, that's how it is in Salt Lake like we would say don't, yeah. don't trust them because it yeah. was the Hondurans the Mexicans and the white people right there there was no blacks on that sh- on that food no. chain there was only one black guy that I did go and buy who was that his name was uh, I can't think of his name right now but LA or something or Chicago 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 or yeah something yeah I used to sell yeah crystal meth in Chicago and then I'd go buy it right back from when I didn't have any <laughs> that's the insanity <laughs> of it you know like I'm not gonna do any of the dope I'm selling but I'll buy it and do it <laughs> right yeah. you know but it's just I think like when I look back at the whole block and how fucking crazy it was it was really crazy it's because you gotta think, compared to the, the people that got picked up for a while because they were fucking stupid. Yes. Not using their fucking head. Right. You know? They but, weren't being smart at all. Yeah, and, and as long as you were smart, you could get away with it for a while, but yeah. I got caught a year before Operation Rio Grande. Yeah, and, and I got in and out of jail. I would get, yeah. go get overcrowded release, so you know. And, Same story every freaking yeah, time. And then huh? go back down to the block. Down to the block, here we go. Whatever. (laughs) Down to the block, here we go. What you need, what you want. Mm -hmm. You know? We got it all. I just look back on it and it was insanity. Yes. You know, and and we would make our like I know how I would do it. I would I had my contacts down in Murray or Sandy. But for some reason I always ended up back at the block. Yep. Always. I mean, it was like Groundhog Day. No matter what you do, you're going to wake up at the block. And yeah. it, it, God, it was just, it's pure insanity, you know? Oh, yeah. It's, it's pure insanity. But, um, but yeah, that's all I got on the block for tonight. Yes. Um, I was saying how tonight's our, our uh, season two finale. So we're going to kind of put a focus on uh, women, women in recovery tonight. Something we really haven't talked about this season or in season one. So um, we're going to take a break, and when we get back, uh, we will be here with Women in Recovery. See you then. back on the One Recovery Radio Network. We are the Big Things by Nine podcast. My name is Keith. I'm here with Andrew. Yes. Yes, Andrew. Okay, so the next question, we're going to talk a little bit about women in recovery. Um, So the next question is from Katie in Salt Lake. Have any of you been offered sexual favors for dope? You want to go first or you want to go first? No, you go first. Sure? Yeah. Yes, many times. Um, And it's... I don't even want to get graphic with it, you know, it's, uh, Me it, and it, it really, when that has been offered, it's usually been from another female that's sick mm-hmm. and needs just a little bitty bit to get better, you know, yeah. and, and it's, you know, the, the times that that has been offered to me, I usually end up just giving them some because I feel bad for them, you know, and right. that kind of goes back to, you know, always feeling, uh, you know, sympathizing with them, you know. Yeah. Um, because uh, 
because women, I think, go through a little. I think women deal with with the drug and recovery, you know, a lot different than we do. Yeah, you know, I think we're all unique. We are, and I, I think they're the women are more uh, they're more vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know, than we are. You know, we can we're men. We can protect ourselves. You know. Exactly. I mean, shit, I, I, I'm one, I got a hip done, I got a broken femur, all that. I'm sure the drugs and run around out, you know, around outside like an idiot all those years, you know. That probably didn't help any of it either, but, no. but, uh, so yeah. Did you go to LDS or you? Uh, you. Yeah. Um, and, uh, okay, so the next one is, uh, Chris from Murray. This is interesting. Do women go solo? Or do most women on the streets have a, have a partner, a man with them? It's true. Yeah, I mean, do you 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 were at the black more than I was. So, did most girls there do they have a guy with them? Like, yeah, there's always guys or girls. Yeah, most yeah. most women all had a guy. Right. Because they can't do it on their own. You know, I don't see how they could. You know, and I, the ones that did do it on their own, yeah, I I know who the fuck they were. You know, so yeah, so I guess that. They're just, I don't, I'm really trying to be careful by using the word drama. Okay. Because I don't want to, I don't want it to be perceived that, you know, I'm tying women and drama together, but come on. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we don't, we don't start drama out there, you know, there's nothing to dramatize about it, you know, but uh, drugs and recovery, just like everything else in life, has drama with it, you know, I wish it wasn't that way, but that's just, that's just Drama, save it for your mama. Yeah. <laughs> Say that one more time. Drama. Save it for your mama. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right. The next. You knew uh, that. You knew that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Okay. So the next person we got here is Francis from Pensacola Beach, Florida. Oh, I love Pensacola, Florida. <laughs> it's, it's hot out there, huh? Yeah, but Pensacola, Navarre Beach, Florida. That was kind of a second home for me growing up. We used to spend our summers down there, and. Uh, my mom was a big reader, you know, and instead of watching baseball games or being on the beach, like if we weren't going to be on the beach, you know, she, was, she would make us read. But so, but we, eventually we didn't want to read at all. So she, 10 minutes a day, you know, you right. can't go to Tom Thumb and buy a soda or a pack of M&Ms. got to read your 10 minutes a day. Right. So what were you going to say? I was going to say about, uh, it'll come to mind. <laughs> um... But, you know, it was good for I didn't pick up reading, really, a oh. lot until the last, like, six, seven years. You know, I, I was just... I was never a big reader, but, you know, I read... My favorite books was the Nikki Six ones. I love the hair, I love the Heroin Diaries. Yeah. Um, and then I love uh, Motley Crue, The Dirt. That's my favorite, The Dirt. Okay. They made a Netflix movie out of it. We gotta go to a concert, brother. Well, yeah, we'll go to... You have to whisper. We can go to a concert when the concert right. comes here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just whispering. I know, you're hard. No whispering, there's a mic right there. I know. All right. um, Nikki from Salt Lake. This is is a good one. Do many women, do you see many women selling drugs? Um, (laughs) Yeah. Well. I used to buy from them. Yeah, but uh, you think of the condos. Remember Anna? Yeah, I know. Remember Flacco? Yeah, we're talking about women. Flacco is nothing near a woman. I know. Yeah, he's the opposite. Flacco is Flacco. Flacco, I like. Well, you're Flacco. asking. You're asking. I like Flacco. I like Flacco a lot, and it was, um, you know, I, I I got to know Flacco one day. It was just a it was a random morning. It was about eight o'clock. 
Because he came on, he worked from like 9 or 11, remember? I know. And it was like 8 o'clock in the morning, and I'm walking behind the gateway, and I see somebody sitting on a bench at a little park. I kind of walk over there, it's Flacco. Really? Yeah, and I walk over there, nobody's around, I'm like, what's up, man? He goes, hey, he called me Keepy. Keepy. Keepy, instead of <laughs> Keepy, I Keepy. Right. And he was, he was kind of, he knew it was coming. He knew he was going to get busted. He got busted a month after uh, really? this conversation. Yeah. And he was down. I said, what's the matter, dude? You know, he's like, man, I, I miss my, my wife and my, my girls. And, and he's like, you know what? But I got I to gotta sell the drugs, you know? He's like, I got to sell the drugs to, you know, so we can have a house and I can provide. And, and then he's like, but it's, he goes, I'm about to get caught. I said, what do you mean you're about to get caught? He's like, I have to keep going because the amount of money I make each day, I have to go, I have to go. Right. And he did, and dude, that guy, how much, didn't he have like a half a million bucks in cash? In his, oh yeah, he did, in he his, did. Uh, yeah, dining room floor. He had a half million yeah. bucks cash in his, under his dining room floor the f- that they seized. Because he got caught at the block and they raided his house at the same time. Yeah. But fuck, I forgot it was about a half million bucks, dude. 500K in cash. What? Yeah. How did he come up with just something? Dude, someone, dude, he, th- think about how much money he was making a day, dude. I know. He made probably eight, nine grand a day. Wow. If you do the math. Yeah. He probably had to put another grand or two into it. He, he had the formula just right on his heroin where he could give a, give a good product at, at, a, at a high quantity. Oh. And he had a, I knew who he bought from. Mm-hmm. And there was, the, the dealer that Flacco bought from was the same guy that Jorge, Rene, yeah. Tony, all those guys. Yeah. Those guys and Flacco went to the same guy. Oh, okay. Um, but Jorge and Rene's, their dope, it was, it was a little bit more potent than Flacco's, but it was much smaller. You do a balloon of Flacco's, and, and that might, you don't, like, I remember, <laughs> you might have, no, I, I would go to Flacco, dude, and I would, when I'd go in that bathroom, I'd say a prayer that I came out alive. Really? You know, because with him, you never know. Remember how big that his shit was? Like, I know. The first time I went to him, I'm like, where the fuck has this guy been, you know? Like, and everybody's like, gotta go to Flacco, gotta go to Flacco, you know? Because he was the main man. He, he was the man, dude, for yeah, a while, I was out there, and... And the people don't realize, like, when it came to the selling dope and stuff, the Mexican cartels, their profit margins are not that high. They just sell so much. The people that make the money are the dealers. The guys selling the 20 sacks, those are the ones that get rich. But it's a lot more work and it's a lot more dangerous, you know. So, but, um, got a little off-key off there. Um, what is an interesting thing? Women selling drugs, I'm thinking. Um, I remember, remember Flacco, dude. Like a lot of people that you'd be dope sick, mm-hmm. and you um, you go down the block. Hey, man, I spend a hundred bucks a day. Throw me one, you know. And in uh, Flacco, I go to Flacco, and to hey, man, Alex too, big Alex. Yeah, fuck him. I don't know. Just Alex is Alex and I got into it big time one day. Like we and him like oh, really? swinging big time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. When was this, brother? Uh, 2016. So it's been a while. And he's shorter than me. Yeah. 
I swung at him first. Okay. And I missed him. He made some comment to me, dude, about Ashley. Your... Yeah, he wanted me to sell him Ashley. So... Yeah, and I don't... No, that's it's not your, right. That's your girlfriend. Yeah, Ashley wasn't there with me to freaking... She wasn't... A, she's, that's not what she was. Yeah. Ashley supported me in everything I did because it helped her out. But Ashley, she would even... She'd rarely go down there, but I wouldn't let her. She would just get attacked. You know, when I, when I got popped back in 2017... Ashley, dude, you know, she went down there to my guys to go get help, helped out because I wasn't there to provide for her, you know? Right. When he got busted, and Danny was in jail with me too, so he wasn't out there to help her. Right. Um, and she was just telling me, a, a lot of the guys, how, like, when, when she went down there without me, the shit that really happened, you know, and, like, yeah. the stuff that comments they make toward her and everything, like, fuck yeah. all that, you know? And Alex... Because she's dressing skimpy. No, because she's no. a blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl on the block. Yeah. Stands out like a sore thumb, dude. Right. With the hair, too. Yeah. yeah. You know? She didn't dress scampi. Fuck no, she didn't. <laughs> no, they're, no, they're not with me, she wasn't dressing that way. <laughs> Maybe before or after, but not with that one. Yeah. But, um... I don't know. I just, you know... I, the, I brought up the whole women in, in recovery thing is just because, like... I, I think it's a subject that it, it gets overlooked a lot, you know? And I mean, were you kind of that way too? Did you kind of sympathize a lot with, with females and the things that they had to do? Yeah, they had to do a lot. Because I mean, if you got, if you're a female and you're gonna put yourself out there, like you're vulnerable, like you, you, you know, yeah. I, I first, anything can happen to her. I, I know multiple women that have been held against their own will, multiple times. You know, in a hotel room. I know some that were tied up. Tied up. Tied up, yeah, in a hotel room, you know. Yeah, I got a hotel room at times when I ran into somebody. Yeah, yeah, I, I've been in hotel too. That's not what we're talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding, young fucker. All right, but um, you know, it was just like you realize, like some of the stories I hear from women about certain people that I thought were my friends, or when I found out that they did that kind of shit, yeah. you know, with women and. You know, a lot of girls, there was, there was some place in Rose Park, some fucking whorehouse. Oh. It's a crack house. Yeah. They take all the women from the block there and um, pretty much, like, get them high on crack and, you know. Right. God knows what comes after that. But, um, I don't know. It's just, women was a, um, you know, I sympathize with them and, uh, you know, it's good to see the ones that are out there. Um, you know, doing well in recovery, but they're the ones you don't see, and those are the ones that I worry about because I don't see them asking for money. I don't see them doing anything. So, you know, I kind of wonder if they're even um, alive anymore. But uh, anyway, we'll be right back. And we're back on the Big Things by Nine podcast. I wanted to give a shout out to our friend uh, Cindy over at Lavender uh, Lions Bath and Body. Um, talking about a good gift for your girlfriend, you know, um, for your birthdays or Christmas or everything. Lavender Lions Bath and, and Body, they do everything. They do the parfaits, the salts, like everything. Wow. It's, and it's a good product, Andrew. It really is. Yeah. And, and uh, Cindy, you know, you're, you're, you're family to me, Cindy. And... Uh, you know, we're, we're happy to do whatever we can, um, just keep the free samples coming our way, and, uh, 
<laughs> and we'll keep things going. But um, anyway, um, Andrew, so yes. anything else you want to mention on here? I wanted to kind of, you know, if there's any females out there um, that are struggling, um, give us a call, shoot us an email, you know, but don't, trust me, we have females that we can have help you out. I know a lot of it can be intimidating, you know, but, um, you know, I, I hear you, and I, I, I hate seeing you know what you what you ladies put yourself through, but I get it, and I think Andrew understands it too. Yes. But um, but anyway, with that, just a big shout out to all the ladies out there. Um, there is hope, and um, there is a way out of it. So, I think most people in addiction, when the, when the time is right, they'll stand up, but. Until then, there's no point sitting here and preaching, you know. So choir. Yeah, exactly. So you guys know when you're, you're going to be ready. But, um, well, that, Andrew, thank you for joining me tonight. Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, we will be back uh, next week for season three. Have a good weekend, guys. Show you the